Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Breathe Underwater. I am April Salazar. I am And we are super excited to have today our dear friend, Caitlin Keaton. Hi, I'm super excited to be here. Yay. So a little bit about Caitlin. She graduated from A&M in 2016 with an allied health degree and went to nursing school, obtaining her bachelor's in nursing. She then worked in the ER in her hometown, had a great time there, we're just going to say, then transferred to a state living facility. During this time, Caitlin married and then became pregnant with her first baby boy, Trace. And then while she was at the state facility, she became pregnant with her second baby boy. All of this was during COVID, keep in mind. So that's already kind of a shit show, but we're just going to keep moving on. At about five months of pregnancy with her second baby boy, Luke, she found out that something was very wrong. So I think this is the perfect time for us to... Yeah, absolutely. So if you're um, joining us again or new to our podcast, our mission allows our audience a judge-free space that provides hope, a golden nugget, or a takeaway to those who have experienced adversity, tragedy, or some kind of trauma. We'd like to explore in particular when that key moment in your life where you knew you could begin to heal. What was that turning point where you knew you were going to be okay? April and I have lived through chaos and we experienced our own personal trauma that translates as our cross to bear. It's time for us to share how we have learned to breathe underwater and embrace the chaos, making it a part of us. So we're so excited for you to be here, Caitlin, and to share your story. I mean, it's a little intense up front, guys, and we apologize for that. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes life is intense and exactly. we just have to kind of roll with the punches. So mm-hmm. I kind of left everybody off with a, a cliffhanger and then we found out something was wrong. Yes. So I think we can just kind of jump right in. Why okay. don't you tell us... At the time, mm-hmm. so you're pregnant with your second child. Yes. You have a, how old was Trace? Goodness, so Trace was born November 25th of 2018. So he was, what, two? Okay. Yep, two, because I did not have two under two. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, who would do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> April? Yeah, April. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so you have, so you have a two year old at home, mm-hmm. you're newly married. Yes. And you are now pregnant with number two. Ex- yes. And it's COVID. Yes. And it's the part of COVID where nobody knew what to do. Mm. So my entire facility was just freaking out about how do we manage not spreading because my, my patients were nonverbal, wheelchair bound. They all had G2, you know, they... Mm-hmm. They were very at risk for any illness. Uh, So they were kind of trying to navigate through that while, um, you know, you also had a lot of other stuff going on because the state school is not just your nonverbal wheelchair bound. You know, you have a lot of other factors. And so due to just finding out about Luke's condition and safety reasons. So... We didn't talk about that, right? So no. you're so I wanted I want to make sure that we like give our guests a good idea. So you're just because I like to set up this like the space that you were living in. So it's mm-hmm. already kind of chaotic, right? Yes, it's correct. already terrifying. Correct. You already have this little baby at home. I mean, right? Like I just feel like oh yeah, and and 
neither one of my kids were planned. So, um, you know, we're just like going to put surprise. that. We're just going to yeah. put that right out there. Surprise. So, I think the clarifying question is: so okay. you are working at the state school. Uh-huh. You found out that you're pregnant with your second child. Yes. And how many months in until you found out about the condition? So, twenty weeks. It was about five months. Right? Yeah, that's what you yeah. said. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, you know, your anatomy scan, you go in, super Mm -hmm. excited. Troy and I, neither one of us wanted to find out the gender. Mm -hmm. We didn't, with Trace, our oldest. And so the plan with Luke was to not find out. So we were just going to make sure everything was, you know, where it needed to be. Good. Um, So ultrasound is going on, and I'm laying there. And as a nurse, I'm not great with ultrasound. You know, I can... Because you can see everything. Yeah, so I can tell, you know, oh, that's the heart. That's mm-hmm. the, I can tell, but I'm not, you know, a professional in it. So, Whitney, you have a nursing background. Yeah. Have you sat in on some of these ultrasounds where they scan the anatomy of your fetus to see if there are... Um, in nursing school, like, we definitely had rotations where we would sit in on those things. Um, but like Caitlin said, I'm not... Uh, I didn't go to school you know, to do ultrasonography. So it's, you kind of see things, but you kind, you're not 100% mm-hmm. sure if it's mm-hmm. what you're seeing. You know, it's just, you know, I think yeah. if it's something you do every day, okay, Absolutely. then you're an expert. But yes, you exactly. probably, I, I don't know, just coming from my background, like when I'm in certain situations, like if something's off, you just feel it. Oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> just yes. that feeling, you know? It so was, and it, had was that a, feeling. it was a ton of bricks because she was, oh, it's, you know, super up, you know, upbeat, all the mm-hmm. things. And I noticed she kept going back to the heart, mm-hmm. back to the heart. And so I said, mm-hmm. something's wrong with this heart. I mean, it was just like my stomach fell out of my body. Mm-hmm. I was, you said that out loud? Yes. And you said that? Yes. I said, yes. something is wrong with this heart. And she, as a ultrasound tech that is probably I feel like one of the hardest things they might have to go through is knowing something but they're not the doctor so yeah so she technically can't diagnose it exactly she's not allowed to say anything anything she's just there to get the get the video pictures and then that's it so she just kind of looked at me and I said you got to say something you got to say something because you know well, I imagine it's so intense. Oh, I mean, it's intense. It's in Troy, who doesn't have a medical background, it's like, Caitlin, what what are you seeing? What's going on? So she said, yes, it does seem that there might be you an know, abnormality. An a- okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. And she says, but, you know, Dr. South, who is my doctor, said, she said, you know, just, just wait. Let her look at it, and we'll go from there. And so I said, put it back on the heart. Put, put the probe, you know, and... I could tell by the way the heart was not necessarily beating, but the movements in the heart, like the valves, mm-hmm. was not correct. The chambers, all yeah, of that it stuff. It just wasn't, it wasn't right. I mean, usually when you're on the heart, you can tell mm-hmm. the valves and all that. As a nurse, you can tell, okay, I don't know much about this, but I do know that is normal. <laughs> uh, so I bust out in tears mm-hmm. and... I said, what, what, what's the gender? And she said, are you sure you want to find out? I said, I want to know right now. And she said, a boy. And I don't know why. It just made me melt. I mean, mm. I was a mess. Troy Well, because you already crying. had a little baby boy. Exactly. You know, so you picture, 
Exactly. Yeah, it's hard. Um, so Troy and I are very emotional. They right. usher us to another room, and my doctor comes in, and she listens with the little fetal monitor, and she says, his heartbeat sounds normal, you know, everything, but if there's nothing normal on the ultrasound, ultrasound, yes, sorry, mm-hmm. um, obviously we need to get that checked out, and we need to send you somewhere to figure out the diagnosis because this isn't the place for us to do that. She sends us to this place that day okay. to get another ultrasound from, I really wasn't sure. I, at this point, you could have drove me to anywhere and I would have just been. So you guys were in Sealy, Texas? or No, we were in Bryan. You were in Bryan, Texas. Okay, yes. so it's not really a large no. city with access exactly. to you know more advanced medical care exactly so she said let me see if we can get apparently dale hospital has p- a little e- like a ultrasound place mm-hmm. in brian college station uh just for them to get information for people in that area of texas and then it Transfer uh, exactly. Else. I don't. I don't so know. So, do how they diagnose works. there as well? No. Okay. Okay. They don't diagnose. So it's more of just like a confirmation that it's something a confirmation. was going on. Exactly. Okay. And that he we needed to go somewhere else to get all that figured out. And so, and it's COVID. And it's COVID. I so have to say that because guys, the pandemic is one of these freak, well, pandemia that passes through the world that you read about in history books. Exactly. Yeah. And so to back up from there, after the, they only let Troy into the ultrasound. So Troy and I have to separate from ultrasound room to doctor, doctor's room. Mm-hmm. So I'm by myself waiting for her. And it's a lot. Also, I had to go sit in another ultrasound for someone to tell me again something was wrong with his heart by myself. They would not let him in. And so imagine Troy. Yeah, I know. Sitting in the truck. Yes. Poor guy. So you're just kind of going through the steps, and no one's really telling you what's wrong. At all. They just keep saying, oh, something's wrong. Yes. And it's like, guys. And they they kept saying, it may be nothing, it may be severe. Oh, Oh, thank you. That tells me (laughs) me a lot. Thanks, guys, for the solidarity and the information. So (laughs) I, um, yeah, that was a a very, very rough day. That was, (laughs) I, so they tell us that they wanted to transfer us to Austin. Okay. And get an appointment for the following week. Well, I know my OB pretty well. I've, I mean, I've been through I a lot of life. I hope you know yeah, your I've OB been well. Through, I've been through a lot of life. <laughs> I feel like I know my OB very well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I've been through <laughs> high school I mean, to two babies. Okay, so we've been through a lot of life together. Um, and so I call her and she says, I think you, I think I want to send you to UT Health. I've just, Ooh. I've, I've heard a lot about that. And I just want you to keep your options open. So, so I, a lot about there being a heart problem Mm -hmm. in an unborn baby because we still don't know what's going on exactly okay exactly but you know she's been doing this for probably about 20 years she's young so she hasn't been doing it for terribly long I mean I know that sounds long but Mm -hmm. as y'all know that's really Mm -hmm. not long yeah and she has seen a lot Mm. of heart defects in her period of working so you know this is baby number two for you Mm -hmm. and I feel like I mean I'm not saying it's any easier by any means no I know 
you know, I think about first time moms mm-hmm. because my first time, my I had pre ruptured membranes at like, I don't know, thirty weeks, thirty one weeks. I was yeah. in active labor. First of all, I didn't know I was in active labor. I just thought that was part. Hey, you of don't the know. This is like the labor. Pa- I don't know what I thought it was. I was pregnant, so I just think you know, talking about how everybody's suffering is valid, whether you were a first time mom and you're finding this out, or a second time, third, you know, fill in the blank. It's still a part of your soul oh, absolutely. that I think is being tugged at so hard that you're yes. just trying to yes. survive just some off news. Oh, absolutely. And when it comes to your child mm-hmm. or I mean, it, it, it really, I mean, finding out something bad about your loved one or yourself is it just completely shatters the ground you're walking on. Yeah. So, so she says, go to UT. She went, yes, she said, go to UT. I've heard a lot of good things. Oh, good. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, we like that. Yeah. So, um, they actually got me in the next day. Okay. And um, that was huge. So, we went the next day. A huge freeze hit. That's during that really. Oh, it was like snowvid. Yes. Oh, Oh my my God. God. Yes. Yes. So. The lady's like, if the roads are clear, and Troy's like, I, we will drive the tractor. We have down a dual. There. <laughs> we're coming down. So he was like, we're going by horse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So don't care. Um, it's happening. Yes, <laughs> we get there. It's Troy and I, or I meant just you guys are what you guys are like. You know, going yes to the hospital. We're going to the hospital. Horse. Drawn carriage. It doesn't matter. Snowvid, like Whitney said. Great, great. <laughs> Snowvid. Yes. Very great. Exactly. Joke. I don't know if you guys know this, but in Houston, what was it? Well, in Texas, like all of Texas. Sure, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just being very specific. <laughs> to but like our all area. of Texas uh, suffered crazy snow. That's when everybody during died. During February. Literally, people, people died. died. Everything was, was shut down. Horrible. Like, I thought they were just joking, but th- I remember waking up the next day and there was like actual snow. <laughs> No, on the ground yes. like it was crazy it was all right so let's just keep piling all of these um okay. little <laughs> details on your on your so shit show we are um headed there we made it by the way in a truck <laughs> like normal people <laughs> and just making sure that everybody yeah w- everybody wasn't a horse exactly so we get there and they did an echo on luke and an echo is a study it's a video what yes is, okay yes a little video of his heart and okay. it showed it's way more in depth than a ultrasound ultrasound it's Correct. very specific to the heart yes okay so that took a very long time i probably had to lay there for about an hour hour and a half because mm. they wanted to get everything yeah. before they make a diagnosis a life-changing diagnosis oh they want all the information absolutely so we're sitting there and uh so with me being a nurse, I did some research. Of course you did. Of course. The things that you're not supposed to do. Stay exactly. off Google. Exactly. So no I actually. Wiki men. <laughs> yes. Weather so deep. I go through all my nursing books. I find all these like congenital heart defects for babies. And as soon as I read hypoplastic left heart, I don't know. I just was like, this is it. Oh you knew God. it. I knew it. I knew this was it. And you never had researched any of that before? No. I okay. just, as a mom, it just, my gut 
was just telling you that was what's going on. So isn't that funny? I mean, Whitney and I have had a number of conversations recently about your gut as as a woman, that intuition that we have, and just knowing. Oh, I know it. So they did this this echo, this very Mm -hmm. in depth scan Mm -hmm. of the heart in with your baby inside of you. Yes. So these are yes. some very clear images. I'm assuming measurements, uh, the whole oh, shebang everything. of like valves and chambers and exactly. And not only that, they did his enti- all of his organs because okay. you know sometimes you can have other things going on other than the heart. They didn't want to just look at his heart. Um, okay. They wanted to make sure they wanted to see the whole picture. Okay, but in depth. So the one of their cardiologists. They have a lot. I cannot remember her name. I could. I just remember everything. I'm sitting at a round table. Troy and I are both just, we're jittery. We don't know what to do because I mean, we're about to find out What's what going is going on. on. And yeah. that happened that day. So that they finish day. the echo oh, yes. and then they take you into a room. Okay. That's what's beautiful is they understand your urgency. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she comes in and she doesn't even get to introduce herself. <laughs> I said it's hypoplastic left heart. And she did not know what to do with that information. As a nurse, I had the heart drawn out. I had drawn the heart. I had drawn a normal heart on one piece. I'd drawn a heart with hypoplastic on the other. I had all the valves labeled. I mean, she did not know how to handle me. Because, <laughs> you know, she's not great. used to that. Yeah. She's I, not, you know. We love women who take things into their own, you know, yes, hands and exactly. just figure shit out in all being very sensitive. But imagine if she would have been like, no. He has a small hole that'll just yes. heal when he's four, oh right? Oh gosh, wouldn't that have been? No, it would have been different. Yes, we're still very happy. Yes, but um, yes. So you're you're prepared. You're like I'm prepared. I showing her what she's about to tell you. And it's weird. I only took notes on hypoplastic. I never took notes on any other heart defect. I was this. I just you knew. were very specific this about it. it. This is it. And she introduced herself and she sat down and she said, "You're correct." Shit. Yes. Shit. So I'm having to process my emotions on this. I'm having to answer Troy's questions because Troy is, you know. He doesn't know what this means. No, he's, he runs cattle. He, you know, yeah. that's, that's, he God can answer, that, he can yes. answer any question about a cow, but yes. healthcare, absolutely not. So he's like, Caitlin, why are you, you know, he's seeing how hard I'm taking this in. Okay. So he's. Because you knew, you knew that this was going to be the beginning of something that was very hard. Very hard. On your family, mm-hmm. on your baby who's not even born yet. Yes, exactly. It's, it's fucking COVID. It's a lot. It's I'm going to circle back to that because that shit messed up a lot of people. Oh, yes, yes. So Troy and I were separated for 90% of everything with Luke because they would not allow both parents mm-hmm. to be together so so you get this diagnosis you're what six months pregnant five months what what like we keep saying five months but so about 20 weeks so 20 weeks the anatomy scan the next day Mm -hmm. we were able to go to ut okay so then how how did it play out from there (laughs) so we were supposed to meet his surgeon the next so i was having to go do echoes so that fast so the, these doctors tell you there's a problem with the heart. Mm-hmm. The only way to fix it is through surgery. Mm-hmm. And this is surgery. Three surgeries. Okay. With three surgeries. Mm-hmm. Open heart surgeries, yes. And your baby, you still have a few months to go to, go. to, to let that exactly. baby cook. Exactly. 
so you know we're we keep going I can't remember how often we went for an echo it wasn't very often because it's not going to tell you much change if Mm -hmm. you just do every day you know yeah so every few weeks I'd go for an echo and each time I would meet someone new uh that would just tell me what they saw in the echo and I remember the third time meeting the nurse who kind of takes over different cases told me you'll be meeting the surgeon next time hopefully if he doesn't have obviously a a surgery a surgery to go to (laughs) yeah exactly well the third time and this we were not sure we were actually going to go to Austin and get a second opinion because you know I mean it's your baby you're going to get a second opinion I think that's very smart so we meet Dr. Salazar the third time and it was instant and you're still pregnant I'm still pregnant. I'm very pregnant. I'm very pregnant. He comes in, he meets us, and I don't even know how to explain the calmness he gave us. I mean, we, he was a believer. He came in, he was very, not nonchalant, but just very calm, very confident, and that was very reassuring because he was going to be opening our baby up and operating on his heart. So he comes in and he, you know, he gives us his background. He's like, hey, you know, I have kids. I have, being a nurse. He made it very personal. Exactly. Related surgeons to Surgeons usually are not like that at all. At all. And. I've heard this before, by the way, that surgeons are just. No, they're awful. No. 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 <laughs> not, no I mean, it's not a good, it's not a good time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly. exactly. I mean, they're just very particular about how they want things, their patients. I mean, whether they're that personal, I think, like in, you know, every patient I'm not sure but I mean as a nurse taking care of a patient you know that's going to surgery or has gotten out of surgery they're just very particular about how they mm-hmm. want things and how they exactly. want their patient taken exactly. care of and that's not what you felt and they usually don't have very good bedside, bedside manner. manner okay so so um, this, this this amazing surgeon this amazing <laughs> surgeon comes in great bedside manner uh he explains it to us in such a simple way and I don't want to say simple as he was trying to say look this isn't a big deal he was just telling us in such a perfect way on what is going on how he's gonna he's gonna fix it Mm -hmm. and how he said you know he's he's very first of all he handed us our his personal cell phone number what surgeon does that I mean come on nobody exactly nobody does that exactly uh and he said that once Luke was born, he likes to go and visit the babies just to get a feel on his personality. Oh, interesting. Yes, he likes to go and just get to know him before he takes him into the OR. How interesting. I will admit to you, I've never heard that yeah. before. So he, he did go and visit him when he was in NICU. How how was your delivery? Yeah, that's I was gonna pause you for a second. Like, so you are you meet him, y'all talk about the surgery. He gives you kind of all of this all information. Troy and I walk out, both looked at each other and said, "We're going nowhere else." And this there. is it. And this is it. Okay, here we go. What Let's a nice calm, yeah. calming. That was a very calming feeling. Yeah, I mean, we left happy and good. So with hope. With I hope. think that that's that's the exactly. So was it? Was it in that moment where you thought we're going to be okay? 
or was there another moment where you, because I'm sure there were multiple stages to this mm -hmm. diagnosis and this, you know, trauma of having a child with a congenital heart defect. And, and might I add, correct me if I'm wrong, probably the most severe heart defect you yes. can be diagnosed with. Yes. Because there are different anatomies. Exactly. And this is the shittiest one. <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, whenever I looked up all the different, I was like, yep, so we're going to go with the shitty one. I have a feeling that's <laughs> okay. what's going to happen. Uh, so so I, I assume they scheduled you for a cesarean or no? No. Oh, okay. See, my assumption was So I thought that. I thought, that's okay, what I thought, yeah. I thought they're going to want to just, everything's going to be different from my first one. My yeah. first one was smooth. It was just perfect. I uh, have a few months to prepare for everything. And, and to answer the question, the hope that we had when we left was, I mean, out of this world, and we were very calm. We knew that it was going to be okay. That's very special. We knew it was going to be okay. We knew that we were going to be hit with a lot. Mm. I'm mean, punched in the face every turn, which Dr. Salazar warned us. He says, look, you're going to go through this, and there's going to be a lot. But you're going to look back on it and be like, oh, man, we got through this. Mm -hmm. so, so do you think that that moment of kind of clarity and hope and a calm, you know, calming presence, however you want to describe it, do you think that that helped you prepare for what was to come? Or do you think that you were like, nope, I felt it, it was fine, we let, we let it be, and then we just kind of kept moving forward? Or did you really hold on to that and make it something that you kept as like a card that you would pull out and say, no, I have hope? I no, I kept it as a card that I would pull out. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, it, it was such a weird time. I, I, I really focused on, so I, I, well, I took that feeling and I said, okay, Dr. Salazar has this. It's going to, it's going to be rough, but we have someone in our corner that, can do this. It has your back. Exactly. So I took the rest of that time to focus on my marriage because let's be real, this was going to rock our marriage. Yeah, absolutely. I was going, As most adversity does. I was gonna, even even a healthy yeah. baby. Oh, like, my goodness. Even yes, a healthy pregnancy. Birth, yes. Whew. It's still hard. So we both decided to do a lot of things with our oldest. Okay. You know, so we went to the beach. We did all these things because we knew, we didn't know, but we knew there was going to be a long period of time where we were going to have to focus on Luke. Okay. Which is your unborn baby, beautiful unborn baby. Yes. And which, which I would say that if you're also in a place where you're doing fun things with your, you know, with your child and your husband, mm -hmm. you feel better, which means unborn baby feels better. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that is the thing I did not want to add any stress to him. Uh, so I just kept it calm and collected. When I had a random question about the future ahead, I'd text Dr. Salazar <laughs> and he'd be like, this is, you know, what to expect. This is what to expect. Exactly. How did your family take the news? Like your parents, his parents, were they just, in sh did they not understand? They, were, they, they didn't understand. They were in shock. None of them come from a healthcare background. So it just, I would say being a nurse helped because I knew a, a lot of things. So when doctors would talk to me, I would understand a lot more than, you know, Troy or anybody else. So it just, 
it was like a punch in the face okay. when we sat down and talked to him about it. I imagine that they were just like, like overwhelmed. Yeah, like overwhelming. That's overwhelming news to anybody. But I think like I think you're right. Like having a healthcare background. But sometimes it's just like, you know, too much. Ignorance is bliss. And yeah. I tell people that Love all the time. Blind. Ignorance is bliss. Let's yeah. just live in a world in the clouds. Exactly. But I bet like your family just was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We hear all this. We hear all this. Is the baby going to be okay? Exactly. Right. Like, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. is the baby going to be okay? So yes. I would assume, because that's kind of like how, well, my yes. mother comes from medical background. So, but I assume that people who do not have that experience would just be like, can you just give us the hope that he's going to be fine? Exactly. Okay, and and I'm the type of person that, yes, but, you know, nobody can see into the future. You know, yeah, of there's course. so here are some things that could happen. Obviously, death, which you don't want, but it's, or a heart transplant. You don't know. You yeah. don't know oh, yeah. what. And um, so, yes, we explain that all to them. And. Troy and I just kind of stuck with each other. We didn't really like to do much with other people at that yeah. time. We just wanted to stay home with Trace or go do stuff with Trace, family things, mainly because a lot of people wanted to ask a bunch of questions, which that's so normal, but I just did not want to answer them. I didn't want to tell everything, you know. Mm. So I had deactivated all my social media. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty MIA. Well, you know, you were nesting in a very special sense. Exactly. Because we, as moms, kind of set up for baby's Mm -hmm. arrival, and Mm -hmm. your arrival was to make Mm -hmm. sure that your family unit could handle this kind of kick in the face, in the gut, all of it. You just needed to make sure you were solid. Exactly. As a team. Uh, Which I refused to put his baby bed up. Mm. I would not do it. I don't I don't know what it was. It was like a do you th- elaborate on that a bit more? Cuz that seems to me even though you're hopeful to I'm not hopeful, put your baby bed up, but then I also didn't want to put the baby bed up and then not bring him home. No, I know. I know. And then come home to an empty crib. So, um sorry. No, no. Um it it makes sense and I think that you were very wise in listening to your heart. Yes. Even yes. even if you didn't want to put the bed up. Fuck it, we don't yeah. need the bed up. Yeah, all yeah, I want, that's you know, it's. I think it's one thing for us to say we can roll with the punches, we can mm-hmm. stay strong, we can make it work. Oh yeah, but it's another thing to actually live it. Yeah, because people Ooh. can, people can talk a lot. People mm-hmm. can try to give advice. Totally. People can explore all of these spaces. Yeah, but I think that you're very no- noble as a mom, and you're very wise as a young mom to recognize that but yes. so you're prepared as as best as you can exactly. be. exactly yes they tell you you get to do natural birth they tell me i get to do natural birth that's cool that i get to spend time with him for just a few minutes yeah. but I actually get to spend time with them troy and i both got to um when it came down to it it was very smooth. Very nice. Yeah, it was very smooth. All right, smooth. go Everything, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> came out perfect, great, all the things. Um, very emotional because we had, I had, I think Troy counted 15 people in the room. So you have an audience. I had an audience because I had the NICU team. I had, I mean, I had everybody just waiting for him. So were you prepared? Did they tell you, look, just be prepared. You're going to have a. Oh, a, they like a, literally every process. They explained what was going to happen. All the, I mean, they just, 
Okay. They well, really that's nice that's to, good to have yes. something like yes. be thorough and yes. talk about it ahead of time. Because I think probably if you would have walked in and there was an entourage, you would have been like, what's happening? Like, take out the O-ring so. light. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. So, um, so you had baby, get to spend time. Had, yeah, about four or five minutes. That's and very then nice. they, they took him away, and I went to postpartum all by myself by with Trey, or with Luke, and I'm sorry, sorry with, with my Troy, husband, with your husband, Troy. And it was a very weird feeling. So they took Luke from you mm-hmm. after four minutes mm-hmm. because they needed to do what with him? They needed to put different lines in his ab- umbilical cord because okay. they had to give him medications to keep the little hole that all babies have when they're born, mm-hmm. that little that little hole open okay. until his first surgery. Okay. Um, so he he was already a soldier coming oh, out. they were poking and prodding yep. him as soon as he came out. As soon out. as he came out, ready mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. you know, ready for what life had to throw at him. Exactly. And so you're you're dealing with birth, birth. which is very traumatic, yeah, in it, in and of itself. Yep. And then you're dealing with them taking your baby, exactly. And then you go to postpartum with your husband. Yes. Okay. So you're sitting in postpartum, and you have people updating you. You have people no, because now it's about the baby. Yeah. So okay. they are busy getting things done, and and. And I trusted the team, so you know, I wanted so important. just let them That's focus important. on him, you know. So, um, I breastfeed yeah. both, or I did with both my kids, and so I just focused on okay, I need to start getting milk, milk. I need to, you know, I I'm very I'm like that. I'm like let's focus on something that's going to be productive, and you know, I, I I'm not going to yeah. so like what can I control yes. right now. Exactly. Yeah. So I can control that. Yeah. So I started, you know, pumping. I ate. And as soon as they let me, we went up there to see him. Very nice. Um, and so how quickly after he's born and they start working, does Dr. Salazar come in? And we start moving into that. He told me, as you know, when I gave, after I delivered, to text him and say, He's here. So okay. <laughs> I did. All right. Happy birthday. Luke's here. <laughs> so I did. I texted him in postpartum. And how, how many weeks was Luke when he was born? He was 38. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's a, that's a nice, mean, yeah, healthy yeah. length. Yeah. So you go up to see him in the NICU. They mm-hmm. say it's time. Mm-hmm. And how do you find your baby? I find him with a lot of different lines. Mm. A lot of, you know, access. Lines meaning? In his umbilical cord. Okay. Uh, he had an NG tube, okay. which is goes in the nose for feeding. Okay. Uh, just not what you would expect. Yeah. You know, okay. you have your EKG leads, and it's just a lot. So you have pads on his chest. Oh, yes. You just have So there's all these wires mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. coming out of him. Mm-hmm. And does he look peaceful and beautiful? He does. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks great. Um, he's just hanging out. And so did you in that moment still have that hope? Did you? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I had texted Dr. Salazar and said, Luke is here. He weighed seven pounds, seven ounces. My firstborn was eight pounds, ten and a half ounces. (laughs) So I texted him and let him know. And he was like, wow, awesome. Good job, mama. Yeah. 
He's good like, job. that's a good size. That's, that's a great size. So, um, so how long after Luke was born did mm-hmm. he go into his first surgery? Because you said that you need three surgeries to fix the problem that he was born with. June 9th, he was born. Okay. And June 14th, he had his first surgery. All right. So wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yep. Yeah. So, so how was that? So the Norwood is their first surgery, and that is that is a very, very, very intense surgery. So th- they're all, they're even all a heart intense. cath on your baby is going to be hard. But but this is open heart surgery. This is open they're heart surgery. They're cutting his chest open. Mm-hmm. They're breaking, o- well, you don't even break it, right, because it's probably little baby cartilage. So you're kind of yeah. snipping the chest, the, the rib cage open. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And Dr. Salazar said usually their heart's about the size of a walnut. Okay. Wild. Very well. Uh, that is insane <laughs> that they can. Yeah, exactly. And so do you, in the most simplistic terms for especially me who does not have a medical background, mm-hmm. can you give us an idea of what the Norwood or that first surgery is that Luke is having to, I guess, set him up for the next surgeries? Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. what does that mean? He's having a Norwood. So I guess the easiest way is how Dr. Salazar's said it to us is is God has given him this heart okay okay so in three step surgeries we're going to rearrange his heart to where he can function so there's no synthetic valves there's no I mean he's basically taking what God has given him and he's he's rearranging it restructuring exactly restructuring so that we're using his anatomy to help him Live, live, and yeah, okay. and the heart just continues to grow in that mm-hmm. capacity. Well, it, and well, and that's why he said, you know, it's a three-step process. Okay, you're growing. Uh, there's a lot going on when you're growing. Pressures, all the. I mean, it's just it's crazy amount of things going on. So that is why it has to be a three-step. Because some people will ask, well, why didn't they just fix it all at once? Yeah, just do it all. Well, no, <laughs> come on, man. Find yeah, whatever. Right? Yeah. There we go. Exactly. Um, so he goes in. He goes in for his Norwood about a week later. What is it? Two, two weeks later. A week or two later. Ni- uh, from the ninth to the fourteenth. Yeah. Like few, like yeah. 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 Days. Yeah. Days. 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 So he goes in. Um, we Did have. Did you see the doctor beforehand? Before the surgery, like right before the surgery? Did you talk the to the surgeon? Doctors? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He makes that. I. He makes that a pretty big deal. Not a big deal, but he did say. I will see you before I walk in, and I will see you after I walk in. And so we are sitting there waiting. He texts me, and he says, well, I'll meet you here in the hospital. And he came up to us, and, of course, I kind of, you know, had tears. And Were you um, – this may seem insensitive, but were you crying, or were you just trinkling tears? Like, what was – Trinkling, because okay. uh, as a nurse in front of a surgeon, I okay. don't – it's kind of a weird – I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. It's you still want to be professional, exactly. But you are about to your baby, hand your Mm -hmm. newborn baby, Mm -hmm. and have his chest opened so that he can have open heart surgery. Exactly. And we did not say a single word to each other. I nodded at him, and he nodded at me, and he did say, "He says he's going to be great," and he Mm -hmm. walks off, and that was uh, okay. I, I mean, it was like. Troy and I looked at each other, and we both 
we're putting a lot in this man's hands, but he's telling us, I'm taking this, I'm taking this, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know how to explain so it. So he go, takes your baby to surgery. How long of the surgery was it? How long did you have mm. to wait? Our plan was to go and take, he even loved this idea. I said, I can't sit here and pace in the hospital. I'm going to take our oldest to the Houston Zoo. So he's like, absolutely, yep. love that. Don't sit in this hospital. Good mama. It's you're a good mama. It's going to, you know. It's going to kill you. Yes, it's going to kill gonna you. It's going to kill you, your husband, your baby, your, you know, Trace. Yes, the, you know. exactly. So we were going back. So the surgery could be five hours long. It could be 12 hours long. Okay. He just, he's he just doesn't know. Yeah. It ended up only being three hours. Oh. We didn't even go to the zoo. Oh, shit. We went and had lunch, and we were about to get on the little bus to go to the zoo, and we get a text saying, he's all done. I'm done. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, again. So, and that was an automated thing from Children's Memorial. Then I get a text from Dr. Salazar saying, everything went great. Would you like to meet? And, of course, Troy and I are like sprinting. You know, we're ready. Let's come on. Let's talk about it. And he comes up to us, and he just lets us know that he took it like a champ. Mm. He did great. He was able to. Pr- so uh, another thing that you have to realize in that I we both knew this, that you are going up there to see your child with his chest still open. I was going to ask, how did you find so, him after the surgery? So, you know, he warned us. He's like, you know, I just want to remind you his chest will be open. Um, but I have a feeling we're going to ha- we're going to be able to close next day. OK, now, but why do they leave the chest open for just swelling, bleeding? Okay. So it's just, it's not it's safe precautionary. to precautionary. Okay. Per- I would say. And what's well precautionary because if you're going to, like, if there was an emergency, you had to go back in. If it's closed, that's more trauma getting it back right. open. So if it's left open, it's just. Sure. And what I've access. also learned over the years mm-hmm. is that the muscle is still really swollen, like you said. Exactly. And so you can't, even if you wanted to try to close, you, yes. it's not safe to do that. Yeah. Exactly. And when we say open, it, it's not literally open to the air, but so what do you no. see? They have like this blue kind of material mm-hmm. that they sew onto the hole. So yes, it is still open. So the chest cavity is open. You have a blue material open. sewn to the baby's skin. Mm-hmm. And then I'm assuming a protective film over? Yes. Okay, yeah. So it's yes. not an open wound. It's yes. It is covered. Yes, I'm not seeing it now. You're no, not seeing I'm not it. walking okay. in and seeing any internal organs but they are exposed. But it, they are exposed. Okay. I meant you, yes. So so I how did you feel in that moment when you walk in? And oh. I know, I, I'm sure I, I know how you feel, but I just. I, I almost threw up. Almost it was a lot. Up. It was a lot. And during like surgery and now you're here, like how did you ever lose your hope? No. You stuck, you held tight. I held tight. Okay. I, I, there, I mean, of course there's moments and I would just pray 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 that's that was my biggest thing faith you had faith on your side yes I I mean I would pray constantly so when I walked into the hospital room after a surgery he had eight pumps so IV lines he had he had a arterial line which is an IV line in there his art you know his artery it it was just a lot he was still intubated okay um so you wanted to throw up but you were Instantly. very, very happy that he was still alive. Yes, because it just was a, we were so happy. Woohoo, everything went great. And then you kind of forget about the fact that you're about to see a baby who went through open heart surgery. And it's your baby who went through open Your newborn, not that it matters, new, but it but is. But yes, this tiny little, little 
you walnut, know? walnut heart yes. baby. And so I was in there for a while and I they had they had about eight nurses in there doing five million things. And then I kept hearing, oh, we may need to start dialysis. We may need to do this. Oh, we may need to push a little bit of epi. Well, Troy was sitting there like, oh, they're just doing their thing. Well, I knew dialysis. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's epi? not a good thing. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. what? And so I felt like I was in the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I actually called Dr. Salazar and I was in tears. I said, I can't do this. I cannot be here. I said, but I feel guilty for walking away. away. And he said, that is the strongest thing you can do as a mom is know your limits and know that his healthcare team is doing everything they can for him. And you need to let them do that. Because I mean, I really, I was like asking questions when they'd say things and they're too busy stabilizing him. You know, it's the Norwood is one of the most intense surgeries. I think in the world, not just in pediatrics, but I think. If you look at it in a global sense, mm-hmm. babies, adults, fill in the blank. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. He's fine. His surgery went well. Yep. He's been through his second surgery. He's been through his second surgery. Mm-hmm. And which I'm sure we'd love to bring you back on and talk about. But he's now how old? So he's nineteen months. He's now nineteen months old. And I have seen this child. He's literally Amazing. God's gift. And oh boy, are those girls gonna <laughs> You're going to have to beat them <laughs> off with a stick. Blue eyes, Blue eyes brown and brown hair. hair. Oof. Mm. Perfect combination. And a huge scar. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to be. Hey. Is it the, hey. I know Whitney likes Conversation a Conversation started. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm curious. Throughout this entire process, mm-hmm. from the moment you get the diagnosis, well, not even, from the moment you find out that there's something wrong, mm-hmm. to right now, 19 months later, you're holding your beautiful baby boy. Mm-hmm. When did you know that you were going to be okay? I'm telling you all, the day that we met Dr. Salazar and that feeling Troy and I both had, the first time we met him and what he said and the feeling God put over us, I knew from then it was going to be okay. And you just held on to it. And I held on to it. Troy and I both held on to it. I mean, if Troy was here with us right now, he would he would say the – I mean, because we've talked about it. I said, when did you know we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make it through this. And that's, we both agree. And then you just kept revisiting that. You kept Mm -hmm. pulling out Mm -hmm. your hope card, your Mm -hmm. hope card. And I think that, as he said, you are, that's the strongest thing that you could do as a mother is just know your limits. But in this, in this sense, one of the strongest things you did for your family and for Luke was continuing to pull out that card and focusing on that moment when you knew everything was going to be okay, right? Because I think so many people have fucked up shit happen to them. Mm -hmm. They do. (laughs) And, I mean, I don't even think there's another way to describe it unless... No, I mean, I think we're very clear on um, being okay with just saying, like, these things that people go through are just... I mean, they're not ideal and they're not... I mean, I don't think you're supposed to go through those things with your unborn baby. Like, you're not... That's not... No, it's not but supposed to happen to you. It's not. But what if we all could recognize that that moment and or, you know, just kind of hone in on whatever it is that can make us stronger so that we can persevere mm-hmm. and we can move on. I think that that's what everybody needs to kind of circle back to. And I think that you described it beautifully. And I applaud you for being who you are and I applaud you for not building your baby bed because that is 
so telling of who you are as a person. I applaud you for for knowing that, you know, you had to let people take care of your child and not hover and and focus on your family and focus on your husband. I think that if you could even call this the ideal situation, but your ideal situation, you did. Like, you conquered it all. And um, we're not saying that you have all the problems solved. and no. the, But it, and it's hard. And, I, and he still has, I think, one more surgery mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. He has one more surgery in about a year. In about a year. But I'll just keep pulling that card out. And that's what I do every time. Well, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is. Same. Same as so we we talked about um, congenital heart defects on the show. So we will make sure to post a link of information for anybody who has questions about that or who has experienced it themselves. Um, and we are just so grateful, Caitlin, to have you today because Thank it's you. special. I'm Thank you so much. We, we we love it. So well, I you know I never had heard this whole story. Yeah. Like I I didn't know. Yeah. Any of those. So, I mean, thank you for sharing that, not just with me, but yeah, with, with, with our audience. audience and yeah. No, and people, like we say, we all have our cross to bear. Oh, you yeah. have a heavy, we all have our heavy cross we to bear. Be nice to people when you see them in the street because you could have been at the zoo with your two year old and your husband, and no, and somebody could have been a total asshole to you, exactly. not knowing that your, your newborn was having open heart surgery. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, friends. Well, as always, we thank you so much for being with us, and we look forward to sharing with you on our next podcast. Bye. Bye.